Good evening and welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Backstage Pass. I'm your host, Vince Edwards. You may know me from Sound Image Productions. I also have a couple closed Facebook roadie groups called uh, Death by Loadout and The Backstage Pass. Come over, check us out. We have a lot of fun over there. Uh, tonight, off to my right, I have the one, the only, Kill Hand Luke, my co-host, Kyle Thomas. How you doing, brother? Not too bad, man. How about yourself? You know, <laughs> uh, it's been a wacky, crazy week. I know you guys are out doing uh, an install at a, a cool place that's got a special take on things. And yeah, been going, keeping me busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those good problems, you know what I mean? Definitely. And so we're grateful to have the work. And um, I had uh, Uncle Polly from SIR, from Studio Instrument Rental in here last night, and we, we were plotting this little mission of this thing we're doing. So oh. it's always fun. And, oh, you know, man, you didn't even tell me about that. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah. about it. But we're going to keep it close you for a minute. You and Polly are scheming. Uh, it's Uncle Polly, man. I got to scheme with Uncle <laughs> Polly. I mean, son of a bitch. Um, I love the man. Uh, so, so, so it's been very good. We, we've uh, enjoyable. Keeping busy, staying out of trouble, all those good things. What's new with you? Man, like you were saying, I've just been out at this install. Mike's been with me. Uh, he's been heading all the video, and I've been doing all the audio. We've been broken out... Uh, we, of course, got Sam Hurley helping us, and, uh, oh, my goodness, help me with our project lead. Really? Derek? Derek? Derek. What, I always forget his last name, man. Van Nord. <laughs> See, it's, Mike's better than I am. With Mike names. is the, the octopus. The octopus also Mr. Van Nord. It's been yeah. several months since we worked together, so yeah, I guess right. I have an excuse, but no. It's funny. It's been so. great to see him. So it's you like, look at Derek Van Nord, right? Yeah. Little skinny guy, about 105 pounds wet. He's a championship motorcycle rider. He can do 30-foot tabletops. I mean, you never think that about this guy. Oh, we were just he's talking got, about his new bike. He's got a trophies taller than him, right? He, he's toured with some of the biggest dead, dead weather, Jack White, Jack Johnson. He's, I mean, I got pictures of him back in the day, and he's like, God, you'd never imagine. Oh, that was, that was a conversation. That's a fifth of Jack Daniels. Sammy, Sammy comes over, and he's like, so... So which which one did you tour with, uh, or which which time was that uh, with black or white? <laughs> Me and Mike look at each other. We're like, what is he talking about? He, he needs to be so careful because Jack Black or white. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he will put a man on his ass because he's a, he's this weird little package that doesn't look like he's got it in him. Oh, he's got it in him. Yeah, oh right. yeah, he will bring it. And, but at the same time, he also has this weird lane. That's why he's such a great project manager is because. He's so buttoned down. That's why we push him on. He does basically all of our, our corporate client-facing stuff. Me and my brother can't go out and do it. We, you know, we're going to show up at, uh, let's say, a corp, uh, um, let's say, a computer company for a big meeting and whip out the wrong brand computer to do our presentation. You know, we do dumb shit like that. So we send in the guys that are a little more considerate of things and that uh, have the look and say the, the pretty words. And, and Derek's a master of that. But at the same time, he can tool around with the, you know, our, our roadie asses any day and go one for one like all day. And his touring credentials are friggin' ridiculous. You gotta like, get him in the, on the show, man. You yeah. know, Derek, he's, he keeps it close. He's a family man now. He changed gears. He got he threw away the alcohol. He cut the hair. He he's a button down kind of plastic, fantastic polyester, you know, pocket protector, motherfucker. And, and I, I, the next season, way throwing in, pennies at his car outside <laughs> his house. Come I on. just do that for fun. That's a whole nother thing. But. <laughs> Let's, let's do some business of the house here. First of all, this is a special edition uh, uh, New Year's Eve show. Thank you for tuning in. We Happy hope New that uh, you survived somehow this magical, fucking wonderful year we've just had. And, you know, we got love for you. We're, we're, we're experiencing it with you, so, you know, you're not alone. This is part of the reason we do this thing. If you're watching us on YouTube Live, Facebook, uh, Twitch, uh, please uh, push like and subscribe if you dig what we're doing. Remember, we got podcasts out on uh, iTunes, Amazon Music, uh, what is it? Spotify, Spotify. Twitch, Stitcher. We yeah. got them kind of, we just kind of spread them on pretty Pod much Podbean. Podbean, yeah. If, if you can get a podcast somewhere, you probably got our shit out there and check that out. And of course, our brothers and sisters that are uh, our good, good friends, Kyle, Michael, and Chris over at Signal to Noise podcast, they got about 70 plus episodes of some big brain shit that's the place you go you know i'm doing the, the rock and roll johnny carson they do the big brain you know you want to talk tech you want to have the, some of the biggest uh, engineers which of course we have those as well but we don't talk about that stuff you go to signal to noise podcast they they got some amazing content and really great shows and of course we want to send our love out to the good people at eaw users group 
Uh, as you know, we're big fans of AW. I happen to think they're one of the best manufacturers in the United States. And a shout out to Jim Newhouse, their CEO. Um, we got love for them. We, we, uh, we're one of the, the few houses in the nation that provide the Anya and audio, uh, Anya, Anna Auto adaptive systems, which we swear by, uh, you know, we, I wouldn't be sitting in front of it if it wasn't something that we didn't dig. We got 48 boxes of the best gear pretty much in the world, the most advanced PA in the world. Check them out. Oh, hey, that reminds me uh, just of advanced stuff. We're still trying to come up with a name for our, uh, our tech. <laughs> I, I've landed on name now. I, I don't think you want me to share it, but. No, don't share anything. <laughs> because I, we have a rather risque name, but I think it's fucking wonderful. We, we still but, need to get some, uh, some user uh, input here on, on maybe some name suggestions for a tech tip corner for, uh, for YouTube and, and any other kind of instance on the show. Are you soliciting the general public to help us with that? Yeah, yes. Okay. Like, Solicit. I, I'm, I'm poo-pooing maybe Vinny's, Vinny's lovely name for the show. you got to admit, for a sec, you were like, yeah, I could work. <laughs> <laughs> you just hated the part that after the little the little blurb, it has it says, with Kyle. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you get a little lost in it. But, but it's, the, it's more the, the fact entendre that it's, of it's zero is, to nine. It's funny and... You know, it's a thinker. It's it, zero to nine right now, because yeah. no one agreed with me. It was all like, why, why do you have a problem with that? And just like, no, we'll wait. We'll yeah. get names from somebody else. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys yeah. have any suggestions, please send them in. Think, think. Uh, the idea of this, this segment would be like a little five-minute to eight-minute piece of uh, 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 tech tips that we're going to have Kyle do uh, with special guests like uh, Robert Scoville or Greg Price or Brad Max or Bernie Broderick, you know, some of the, the big hitters in the game, the, the techie dudes that uh, um, have a lot to bring to the table. We want to add that in like we speak, uh, talked about last week, or I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, uh, we're, we're concerned that we're a little too too much talking and we need to break it up a little bit. We want to make it interesting for you guys and, uh, you know, so we're working on that. But uh, help us out with a name, something that ends with, with Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Don't push tech, for that. Tech. That's not true. <laughs> I like it. It's got the flair to it. But the, I, I still think, you know, the, the one part, the blah, 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 with Kyle. Yeah, yeah. It right. just, you know, let it warm up. You know, I just got to let it get in there. And, you know, <laughs> you got to trust me. It's going to be good. All right, all right. All right. We appreciate you guys for tuning in tonight. Listen, we, tonight we got a very special guest. You know, I do this show in a, a very intentional way. You know, one night we'll have on uh, a white glove, you know, stadium touring engineer from one of my friends that does the big shows. One, then we'll have a, the, one of the best caterers in the business come on. Then we'll have uh, a stage design set guys come in. We, we want to highlight the different disciplines in our industry because... I feel like we've been kind of, we've done such a good job in my, what, 38 years in this business of staying behind the scenes that it seems like you guys don't know about us, or at least the larger world doesn't. So, No, so, that's called you're getting older. Uh, and there's that, too. I'm not, I never deny that. It's getting out of this chair after this show is going to be a problem. I mean, I'm going to need your help. So I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of the game, man. You know, I always said, uh, you don't get rich in this business. You get good stories and bad backs, and I'm living proof. So <laughs> it's just part of the game. <laughs> but uh, but tonight we're, we're, we have a very special guest. He's um, a good friend from long back, uh, a couple shops ago. We worked with him. He's come up the, the true, honest way. He's a, a sweetheart of a man. He can pretty much handle and do any audio position in the game. He always brings the love. And his special, uh, what we're going to focus on tonight is, is his experiences, but also the fact that he is he has really made the union work for him. And the union being such a big part of our business, he's going to help me uh, dig around in that. It's, it's, it's my dear, dear friend. Please welcome Greg Shine. Oh, you're my brother. Thanks, brother. It's, it's really great to have you on the show. I miss you. I haven't seen you for quite some time. It's been a while. You know, I've been. We follow each other on on the interwebs, and right. and so I, I want to reach out to you. And and I and I did it quite intentionally. You know, uh, I'm very careful in how I book the show. And and I know that you you've kind of made the union lane your lane really, and you've you've made a great fit with it. And we happen to be in a region where we have a very strong union. You know, in a city that really embraces the union way, and I think the union, when done right and and pursued in the right way, you can you can have a great career, you can have a good living, and I want to talk to you about that. First, let me ask you how you've been doing it during the COVID nineteen thing. Well, just like everyone else, hanging in there, trying to make it happen, unprecedented times, you know. So, uh, 
Just trying to make it happen, get through it, you know? Yeah. You're surviving it, though? You're making it work? Making it work. All right. No special tips? Anything I should tell them, people? Nope. Okay. <laughs> it's a trick question, really. Yeah. All right. You know, in the show, we, we're big on origin stories. We don't want to get too far into the weeds, but, you know, right. something brought you to, to audio. Something brought you to the, to the business. Right. Can you tell us, basically, your origin story? How did, how did you get in the yeah. business? You know, uh, I was about 10 or 11 years old, and my mom had a console stereo in, in the uh, garage that had broken down. Uh, she also had a brand new one in the living room. And uh, after a few months, I, I heard this plap, plap, plap out of the woofer on the right side. And something said, try the one in the garage. Swap them out. There it is. You know, changed my life. <laughs> uh, it worked right, very well. Then I ended up doing car stereos for my teenage friends. Became a uh, mixed DJ about the same time as a teenager. And bought my own sound system. And you know how that goes. You have to make it work. Uh, did a lot of uh, proms and homecoming dances and things like that. And after a while, I think I was uh, early 20s, and I said, you know, I'm done with this. I'm through. And uh, went back to school. Ended up at American River College in their audio department. And uh, Eric Chun taught me a lot of stuff. He taught me EQs and compressions. We had a, you know, 20... Outboard gear. Gear, outboard gear, and... Uh, once I finished the AEA there, I ended up at San Francisco State with John Barsotti in the audio department. Good old John Barsotti. Good old John. And uh, we went deeper in it, racks and racks, and showing us how to insert and patch bays and mix. He brought in bands. And it was pretty cool. Those couple of years there, I learned a lot. And I also got some names from him. He was like, you know, McCune's a good company. You know, they're local John boys. John said that? Yeah. Uh, that's shocking to me. Yeah. He said, local boys make good. Well, he's just giving us tips. Yeah. You know, his students. And then uh, sound on stage. He had gone to school with Jerry. So he was like, sound on stage is top of the game. So um, once I graduated, those are a couple places I went to. Well, let's dig around in that. You know, uh, that's where I met you. That's yeah. how I know you. My brother was a general there, and you came on board, I want to say early 90s, maybe. Yep. Yeah, yep. around then. And we loved you from the gate. And so uh, well, how was your experience with Sound on Stage? Well, I got lucky. I worked with, like, the best company in the Bay Area at the time. Definitely. You know, because um, first gig, I think the first gig that I ever did was uh, Huey Lewis. Sure. You know, I, I'd Long gone in, client. and Jerry pretty much hired me on the spot. I said, I'm not going to put you to work today, but I'm going to call you. And sure enough, about a week later, he's like, 6 a.m., uh, Africa, USA, Marine World out in Vallejo. And uh, I go out to the gig. It starts sprinkling as we're unloading trucks. And um, it picks up. So we put the space blankets over the consoles and the racks. And Jerry's on the phone, hey, you know, talking to the client. And um, it starts coming down. So he, you know, shut down the gig. I never got to do that one. But uh, the next one was like, I still, to this day, I don't think I've heard uh, uh, quite like an eclectic style as John and, and Dennis, you know. Right. It's Those true. Are two really solid cats out of that group. It's true. Yeah. Interesting, you, you said that you started uh, your first gig was with Diana Ross. She is a notorious, uh, lovely woman, an amazing talent, known for being particular uh, as it relates to her sound and her, her visage. And uh, so for you to start at Dinah Ross is a good way to cut your teeth on a, right. a true pro that knows exactly how it's supposed to sound and is not afraid to demand that exactly. she will have and it And I was a way. bit player at the time. You know, sure, sure, I'm, sure. I'm just moving monitors, patching mics. You know, I'm the gopher guy. Yeah, yeah. And I just spent, a, you know, a few months doing that. They, you know, they're not going to let a new guy fresh out of college, you know, do anything besides support. So I learned, you know, hierarchy of authority. You know, I learned when to say things, when to be quiet. You know, I learned to just sit back and watch and learn to do what I learned, to, what I know to do today. Yeah, now that's a, I, I wish that was a, a characteristic of more people that understood that there's a, especially, I, we, we struggle with this on the show here and I, I'm a little harsh about it, but we'll get folks coming here from the, from the SAE or full fail, full sale, right. um, or these expressions and other, other shops other school things and a lot of times um they'll come in and we'll ask them well what is it that you consider that you do fresh right. out of school 
and they'll say something like, I'm an A1. And then we have a good laugh and then say, yeah, well, you know, if you're gonna work here under sound image, we got some rules and that's about, you're gonna work around the shop and you're gonna learn how we do this and then we're gonna need you to be able to fix pretty much anything in here and understand all. So but we struggle with that a little bit, but I think that is a, a critical prerequisite to succeed in this business is right. to, to let the old guys by doing show you how to get there. Right. And and if you're just willing to be patient and watch and take your turn when it's your turn, it's it's incredibly important to the to longer kind of haul of being successful. You know, it's I think you were talking about something about you know, getting in the weeds when it comes to when there's a, a problem jumps off. Oh yeah. Well, in the shop, we sort that out here. You know, it would, nothing goes out of the shop without the without it, I, me hearing it first. And there's a problem. I need you to. I need to know that you can deal with it now. That's the way you guys yeah, roll. Yeah. yeah. So it's just to preserve the client. And you know, we're a service company. That's what we do. Is we provide services. And and so it's important. So I know. Um, I, I, unless I get this wrong, you transitioned rather quickly from sound on stage. You took up with the union. Yes. Yes. Talk to me about the tra that transition and and what. What sold you on going the union route? Well, the thing was, I, I was doing all of these great gigs. I was having fun. Uh, top artists in the world coming mm -hmm. through. You know, Jerry has a list just great like yours, yeah. client list. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was fun and all. But I had, a, I was fresh out of college. I had a chipped tooth I'd been <laughs> wearing for about a year. And so I was thinking, and my mom would always say, get that tooth fixed, boy. So every time she'd see me, I'd visit her up in Sacramento. So it was on my mind. I'd run into these guys on gigs that were in Local 16. Mm. You know, Alva Thompson, uh, Larry Baker, just these people who like said, hey dude, you know, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they had full medical and dental and I was a ways out. So, you know, this decision was kind of hard, but when I thought about it, it's like, get that tooth fixed, man. Come on, You're, my income is gonna go up. Mm -hmm. So just do what you have to do. There's a, it seems to be a little more consistency, you know, with the union, at least, especially in a, a city like, or a region like ours, where there's yes. a lot of work available. So if you can do the game, yeah. So basically, let me ask you a quick kind of an aside, but related. Sure. The, the current health of the union, I know that it's been struggling just like any company or any uh, institution in this unique time. Um, uh, How's the, the union system right now as it relates to, how is it dealing with COVID? Is it struggling to maintain benefits and so on? Well, just like, um, what's what's your other website? Uh, well, the, Death by Lowdown the and the Backstage Pass. Oh, okay, the, so you're talking about uh, Loving Hands for Stage Hands? Loving Hands for mm -hmm. Stage Hands. Uh, our communication is like that now. Everyone, just keep your head up, you yeah. know, uh, Stay with us, hang in there. Yeah. This is gonna be over and uh, they support the members in that way. Great. Uh, the office, just like your office and everyone else's office all over the world has slimmed down because there's no work, Yeah. you know? Unless you're in a studio or you're working on movies, uh, most of the staff has been cut. So that's where we are, just like everyone else and we're looking out for each other and hopefully, you know, we'll come out of this uh, other end of the tunnel real soon. Oh, shit. There's no doubt about that. Right. You know, it's, it's just a, a hang on, kind of bloody knuckles. And, exactly. And our turn, we'll, we'll be back. You know, there's just no way we won't. Um, <clears throat> I know historically you've done, and I know you do a lot of corporate and rock shows. Right. And the, 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 the numbers on those have kind of varied year to year. Right. You know, the percentage-wise, more corporate, more rock. Um, but I know you've worked with the Eagles, uh, Metallica, Stevie Wonder, Aloe right. Black, uh, Little Wayne, I believe. Yeah. Uh, we did a Stevie Wonder, Aloe Black, Kelly Clarkson show, I think, together at AT&T Stadium. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I think we did the, that fire, um, it wasn't a benefit for Metallica did for the firemen when that when we were having the fires a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, there's so many <laughs> shows. Yeah, 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 they just, yeah, yeah. They're a blur. Do you, do you enjoy working the big shows? Um... Actually, to be honest, That's what when I, I hit you. 50, you know, mid-50s, when I hit 50, uh, I had been doing this for 30 years. And remember, I had my own sound system that I was humping by myself. Yeah. And, um, you know, the wear and tear, I was just like, you know, I'm ready to be a, a boss, more of a shot caller, more of a, student, uh, a steward. And uh, so going out as an A1 on corporate shows happens to be my bread and butter now. 
Mm. So I, you know, I've heard enough music for a lifetime. You know, I, <laughs> I love music, but for me personally, I don't mind getting a six or seven day show um, in a convention center. Do a bunch mixing of a bunch of tech, yeah, yeah, doing a yeah. yeah coordination, wireless coordination for 40 breakout rooms is not going to tear me up. And yeah. I'm getting the pay, paid the same amount of money that I am for you know working a big uh, AT and T or yeah, 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 yeah. Chase show, sure, sure, or something. sure, Salesforce or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know that uh, you know, and we have that this similarly in our company. I think maybe a little bit less so depending on the venue because Union is largely venue specific, right? So, but we do also work for some of the largest tech companies in the world being in this area. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, what's it like? I find, in what, from my experience, uh, the corporate provides unique challenges. There tends to be a lot more rules, a lot more limitations. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the clipboard marries, you know? Uh, so... <laughs> Tell me if you've experienced any special challenges working for. I know you've worked for folks like uh, Facebook, Amazon, Google, Twitter, uh, yes. Apple. Yes. Also companies that we have relationships with. Right. Well, you know, you love psychology. I love psychology. You know, those have um, helped me immensely throughout my career dealing with, I mean, just the different personalities, right? We're all cool, laid back in the shop, kicking it. But you get in those types of environments, and you're going to have to change your tune. You're going to have to learn how to deal with every, all the production managers, the TDs, the clients themselves, and being, you know, a corporate A2, A1, A2. You're an A1, but you're an A2 because you're putting the mics on. Uh, you have to be cool. You have to, you know, make people like you, be likable. You can't come in with that, you know, grumpy attitude that we can get away with in rock and roll. But you can't get away with that stuff. They'll have, you won't be back, you know. So my whole thing is to make you look good so the client will hire you back. And if they hire you back, you're going to say, oh, we need Greg Shine back on the gig. So that's the whole thing. I know it sounds a little selfish, but I want you to have the best show. I want the client to, be, to thank you at the end of the run. That doesn't that's, sound selfish at all. That's, yeah. you know, it's actually the more selfless. Uh, again, if we... And this this is a problem in our industry a little bit, you know the the kind of you, you, what don't you know who I am, you know that bullshit. And and I've had moments in my career in younger days when I you know was all puffed up and thought I was somebody, you know, working with Nirvana or whatever kind of because I was doing something that was kind of special, but it certainly didn't make me better than anybody else in the game. Um, but it, it is important. I think what we're talking about is the psychology of the game. Psychology. And you know I know that's something me and you both I think share in common is a, a great respect for that and understanding how to uh, apply the best you in the moment that it's appropriate. What uh, psychological tricks do you find? I make everyone else feel comfortable, and that's been a, you know, a key to success. Absolutely. No, you couldn't be more right. Uh, I think depending, especially if you're running the thing, uh, the way that you bring it in, you know, the right. fish rots from the head down, you know. Yeah. And so if you're not carrying it right, it gives kind of permission for the rest of the crew to take and shit the bed. And that's just right. not ever an acceptable outcome. So, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. If, if I could hop in with that, that, that brings me to a point. You know how you get on these shows and the truck's still in Vegas or something's going on. Sure. You know, audio gear's not here. Stage isn't built. And uh, I had a guy, I've had several guys do this, but I'll remember this one gentleman, you know, 8, 15, 8, 20 in the morning, he gets the bad news. He said, oh, this is going to be a cluster. You know, I'm like, no, we're going to knock it out of the park. It's going to be a home run. Don't come up in here with that negative stuff. Yeah. Make sure you always stay positive. No, you, you couldn't be more right. That's, I mean, it's, it, it's easier said than done, let's be it honest. Is. Okay? Uh, you know, we're first ones in, last ones out. And sometimes you, you can bring your home shit or your, your personal stuff to the table. But definitely when the challenge is presented, and Lord knows we've had them in the you know, thousands of shows that we've done, um, that they come up. And I think that's when you show your mettle, you know. And right. hopefully if you're in a leadership position, that's when you don't get to show much. you got to show the good side of it. And, like, we got this. We're fucking, you know... We're the firemen. That's exactly. It, it, I, I know. I get less satisfaction from shows when everything bump, 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 bump. When all the cylinders fire, it's right. a, it's a little cut and paste for me. You know, when right. something jumps off. When when you know we had that. I shouldn't name a name, but let's say we had one of the world's biggest rock stars 
and there was a powering issue with the amplifiers and the, when the band came out and the first kick of the kick drum dropped everything just so when it pulled that power down oh. <laughs> and it was there was some issues and it was dealt with in, i think 47 seconds um and it was you know in our business 47 seconds is like a fucking year exactly. but it was dealt with professionally and quickly and calmly and although it wasn't something that the 20,000 plus crowd didn't <laughs> notice and let alone the star um it was dealt with and 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 there was a certain amount of pride of course, we beat up the guy who was responsible for the problem. Um, but <laughs> that's just a you know life lesson for him, yeah. um, and made us feel a little better. But those moments, I get a, a weird satisfaction out of you know right. uh, when it's when it, there's a little extra challenge. You know, it it, it's, it gets it can be boring otherwise. But uh, what what is in your opinion? And I think we might have touched on, it, but bear with me. What in your experience does it take to pull off a professional production? Now, when I'm saying a production, I'm talking about the whole oh, thing. Picture, yeah. Well, quality, quality people, right? The ones you, you know, the ones who aren't quality right off the bat, um, you know, give them jobs in their <laughs> wheelhouse. Put them on the feed. Number one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, number two, come in with the right attitude. I yeah. mean, when I go to shows, I'm always like, we're going to hit it out of the park. This is going to be a flawless, successful show. That's my mindset. It has been for decades. And um, if you come in with it and you, you know, through osmosis, the other people on your crew feel that, I give my crew pep talks. I can't talk to the whole, you know, a lighting and, and carpentry or whatever, but audio crew, if I have 10 guys or six guys, I tell them right off the bat, we're local 16. This is sound image. We're going to, you know, we're going to kick butt. So do the best you can for this client and let's make it happen. You know, a little rah-rah in the morning. Couldn't agree with you more. Those, that needs to happen more. We kind of do that here. And uh, the, my, at least my best version I can muster. But we mean it. You know, there's a sound yeah. image way. And, and, you know, this is a company that's been around for decades right. and has built a hell of a, a, a client roster. And I'm not about to let anything leave here or anybody leave here in any way better than, other than prepared and in a good place and um, kind of armed to fight the fight. Right. You know, I know I never want to be responsible for sending somebody out unable to, to complete right. the, the technical challenges because we didn't give them the tools. And we're very fortunate. Yeah. I mean, you think yeah. George, you, me, we've worked with the top people our whole career pretty much. Yeah, we've had some, but oh, I've very done a shitload few, of club shows too, but that's what helps you these. get to the top people, yeah. you know, doing yeah. hundreds of club shows. We've and been punk very rock fortunate shows. though, you know, to yes, be trained by some of the best. Absolutely. to be paid by some of the best it's it's sure. a good thing yeah no you're not wrong As i wanted to go to a place that we have in common i know it was different times but something that i uh, was able to derive a great deal of pleasure out of uh, in the experience and the effort and <clears throat> the unique uh, preparation that goes into it and that's mixing for a uh, president of the united states right. now, yes. uh, so talk to us about your experience with that which president was it president obama twice uh, definitely highlights of my career. I haven't had anything for me to super, su surpass that. So as I think about those days, and, you know, I was born in Mobile, Alabama, in the, in the civil rights movement. Yeah. And uh, my grandparents didn't get to see that, you know. And for me to experience it and actually push the faders, you know, those recordings that we did are in the uh, Library of Congress. Oh, yes, they are. Forever. That's correct. So, hey, that's, you know, that feels pretty darn good. And, um, you know, like I said, highlight of my career. And they weren't huge product. You know, it was just. What's well, that the scene? What, what eight, was the eight, environment? Eight, eight uh, speakers on a, you know, front of house trust and, uh, you know, a main trust. And uh, it's really about the, the bird and the records and hitting that IR to play. What's the song? Hell to the chief. Yeah, hell to the chief. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's that's it. it. And just making it through security. You know, I thought they were going to dig did. out something when I was yeah, right, 16 right. years old. I was really thinking, hey, am I going to get away with this? And sure enough, they, you know, they let me do it twice. And I was, they didn't dig back past 18 years old. So that was great. I didn't know how far they went back in mine, but I was convinced they w I was going to get the axe. You're going to get that. Lord too. knows I did enough stuff to deserve it, but exactly. at the same time, you know, I was also competent enough to do the job. So, right. so I think some math was done that, uh, you know, got me the Secret Service pass and the clearance right. because otherwise it, 
I was kind of I was kind of shocked. I won't lie. Yeah, we both <laughs> were worried. Yeah, know? yeah. There was a little jail time, little police record. You know, some you know ill-gotten misspent youth shit. Yeah. Um, and we we already talked about working well. It's such a key working well with others. Oh, it's yeah. such it's so critically important. Let me ask you. You know, I know you do uh, um, a lot of corporate stuff. We talked about that you've done right. a batch of uh, you know cool ass rock and roll things. You yeah. came up with us, you know, exactly. pure almost pure rock and roll. Uh, do you have a preference for the, the the corporate work versus the rock and roll work? Well, as I mentioned before, the wear and tear. Number one, we're we're not spring chickens anymore. I mean, when we were in our twenties and thirties, <laughs> when we were in our twenties and thirties, we're throwing up boxes by ourselves. You didn't even ask for help. You know what I mean? You no. just and we load trucks at three in the morning and, and we're going full steam ahead because we've got to get the gear out. So uh, that was an earlier iteration of me. You know what I mean? That was an early example of me. Now I'm aware that you know being the age that I am, uh, that the corporate shows tend to, you know, be pretty cool. You, you get catered, full catered, really good stuff, top chefs in the world. Yeah. You're there for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days sometimes. So you got those overtime days. Where Great you, money. In you your, might in have your a 12-hour time-and-a-half day or double-time day. And uh, that's that's pretty nice. We don't get that in rock and roll. Maybe... Maybe on uh, Outside Lands and what's the other one you do? Bottle Rock and stuff like that. You guys are out there before, you know, working with the clients so you can build that. But, yeah, yeah, for us, it's like the Apples and the Salesforces and the Oracles yeah. and uh, all those other companies. Now you at Facebook and Twitter and Amazon and Instagram. And it, people were just uh, saying that Oracle's, they're moving to Texas, show. man. They're moving to Texas. Yeah. And I was saying, I dude, I've seen companies come and go. Mm -hmm. And someone always fills the void. We're the Bay Area. That's right. We're the bell of the ball. Well, we're highly, <laughs> you know, real estate is, uh, we have a real estate agent in the house tonight. And, right. and, and uh, my dad always tells me the three rules to real estate is uh, location, location, location. Right. And so between the, the, inter the unique mindset of the Northern California population, the beauty of the geography, um, I think I could be wrong about this, but I think we uh, surpassed, and, and this is not necessarily something to be proud of because right. it's, it's extraordinarily expensive to live that uh, dubious title, but yeah. it's because it's a beautiful, amazing place right. with a ton of opportunity. And you just named a bunch of the companies that help us do that, right. that, that provide opportunity for Take us. Company. I forget where me and Mike were talking about some house, and it was like some other state that I'm, it's slipping my mind right now, but. It made me like dawned on me. He's like, yeah, seven hundred fifty bucks a month for the like a five bedroom house for the. Uh, well, that's basically. I, I don't, you haven't been across the country a lot with the but, but, yet, but my, it's pretty much the whole middle of the country. Right, right. But my point is, is like that's like half of my rent. <laughs> you know what I'm renting. And how many rooms you got? Two. That's not bad you know? for being a boy. You're in Berkeley, right? Yeah, I've been that's there for several. Right. But still. It's yeah. the math. It yeah. really blows my yeah. mind. Yeah. Right, just, right. But then you get into the problem, and tell me if I'm wrong. So you get to, let's say, fuck shit o Oklahoma. Don't take that wrong, Oklahoma. <laughs> um, that Oklahoma, which I've been through many times and was happy to continue driving through to get out of there. You're not. Um, yeah, I don't care that they're going to hear this. I don't, really don't care. <laughs> um, uh, the, it, dude, I'm telling you, when you're in Oklahoma or or Kansas or Missouri, the, the opportunities go down a great deal. Now, yes, it costs less to buy gas. It costs less to eat. It costs less to utilities. All of it costs less. But you also make less. So there's a there's a thing going on there. It's a it's not an, a, a fair comparison. The money here, because it's pretty, I think, accepted that you have to live at a you have to the wages have to be higher to compensate for the the expenses to be higher to live and get quality people here. I'm pretty sure that that's why Oracle picked up. Well, Oracle can still get quality people. Matter of fact, with an Oracle-type job, people will follow Oracle. And they get, they're going to get tax breaks. They're going to get all tax, kinds of concessions. Right and there, it's going to yeah. be cheaper for them to operate. And, and I think it's just that simple. And plus, uh, Texas, in many ways, if you go to the right parts of Texas, Galveston area, Austin area, can be very metropolitan. You go into West Texas, and it's... it's not for you. It's a, you know what I mean? It's, it can be rough. This is a massive, this is a state with 258 counties. It's a very big place wow. and it can be very different. So, so the direct comparison actually doesn't work identically, but it does sound compelling. 
Yeah, you know, seven hundred fifty bucks for a five bedroom with a pool. Yeah, well, yeah, some, well, some with our job, seven hundred fifty in fucking Oklahoma. Bitch. With it's our not, job, yeah. it's like most of the time you have fly dates if things are up and running out of COVID. If you have to rework things and make that work, and you could hypothetically, I mean, shit, that's a ton of savings. But at the same time, you are in California, and this place is pretty rad. It's pretty great, you know. But it's even awesome. even California, and this is a, we're kind of strained a little bit, but I think it's a conversation that's worth having. Is and even in California, I, I have a theory that that the enlightenment comes from the the, the proximity to bodies of water. So, the closer you are to a body of water like on the right coast or the left coast, tends to be a more open-minded place. Why? Well, because that's a you're the border of a whole other world. So the first stop for the people coming from these other worlds that you then have to learn to co-mingle and interact with is yeah. the, the, the coastal communities of this part of our country. The farther, and this happens pretty rapidly, you know this right here in California, that the mindset, the energy, the, the vibe changes by the time you get to Sacramento or Fresno or... Or, or Stockton or Bakersfield, it is a very different state in those places. Okay. And it's a much more conservative view. It's a much more- Our weather isn't the only microclimated thing. Yeah, yeah, so, so I'm pretty sure in my long-term analysis of this situation is, um, what kind of makes for the differences is the bodies of water. It, it really comes down, and this can be, this can be lakes. This is, happens in Chicago. This, ha this can be, you know, on the, on the Gulf. Uh, New Orleans is very different than other parts of Cajun country. Totally. Because it's on a body of water. It's just how it works. It, it may, I could be wrong. Great theory. Well, it's a little flawed because there's this place called Florida that fucks with my theory. But <laughs> other than that, um, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm showing my stripes tonight. I apologize. I'll behave. You are. You're on, uh, you're on uh, you know. five cylinders today. <laughs> the news has been irritating the shit out of me lately, but I'll keep that to myself uh, maybe too late. Something I know that you are particularly good at. Something that I know in our industry, some heads they they're like, oh, not me. Um, RF coordination. Right. You know, I know we when we get the big shows and we get them. You know, we get Lady Gaga coming in and she's got all kinds. She's got her dancers all mic'd up in backgrounds. You know, and then there was all this RF going on. We'll bring in some hot shots that just right. just sit behind the board, just be on the computer and just coordinate. Right. What's your take on that? Uh, what, 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 how did you carve out that special lane for yourself? You know, in Local 16, you have to be able to put on many hats. Sure. You know, so it, it was just form and function. I mean, I learned it from you guys, and, um, you know, I don't do it as much as I do front of house or backstage A1, A2, miking, um, but I'll occasionally a couple times a year I'm not that guy who goes out and does only coordination. Sure. But I, sometimes I get the show, I'm the A1 who's doing coordination for the Marriott. There's 40 breakouts, you know, and then you got to whip out your workbench and make it happen. Yeah. You so, use uh, any uh, RF Explorer or anything? You know, I never bought the Explorer. I've been able to, you know, pull it. Like I said, I only do. You just do it with workbench? Full, yeah, with workbench. I only do full coordination, uh, maybe two or Four times a year. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I'm the front of house A1 or the backstage A2, and you know, it's it's easy. It's easy if you're not getting the numbers like a Lady Gaga. You're getting mm -hmm. you know 30 or less frequencies. It's really easy. The computer sure. does it for you. Yeah. You do your checks. You got your backup freaks. I shouldn't say it's a really easy job. <laughs> Some of my business agents might be watching it, but it's one of the easiest jobs, as far as less than. 40, you know, you know, I think it, it, it has to do with the mindset that you come to it. If you understand the tools and the principles of, of, of coordinating RF, yeah. then it doesn't seem so daunting. Right. But there's, there's just, no cues. Yeah. There's <laughs> no cues. There's no mic swaps. Right, right. You know, you get your frequencies on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You might have to change a frequency or two, yeah. you know, so yeah. you're getting paid to be the fireman. To be there Absolutely. ready to change a freak and make sure it doesn't step on other freaks, you know. Oh, and it's a great thing with the Axiant rigs and that oh, yeah. spectral manager. You don't have True. to do anything. True. Right. No more burning a pack, nothing. It's right. like, it's all right there for it's you. A, it's a little more friendly. It's a little more user friendly. You got to have one pack, be able to scan, scan. everything from your IEMs up yeah. to, yeah. it's great. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that was bound to happen. You know, that's yeah. the, that's that turnover we were talking about. The technology turnover that is so rapid at our age, it's, you know, it's, it's critical to keep up. 
And but it's also kind of hard because it's happening so rapidly. There's exactly. so much, and we use so many different, you know, based uh, rider specific yes. gear. So you know, one day you're, you you got to you know brush up on the, you know the Digico platform and its information or exactly. the newest uh, uh, you know fucking uh, uh, wireless shit or or you know then jump over to the SXL or the Pro right. Tools rigs or, or all the different things and they're always you know kind of moving forward. And if they're and not. If they're not audio engineers, they don't. People don't have a clue, you know, that we have to learn all of these different pieces of gear, and that one's obsolete in 18 months. Well, not obsolete; it'll still be in inventory, but there'll be a new one. You have to learn. I mean, we had to learn line arrays yeah. and predictions. We had to learn digital boards. We're analog guys. Yeah. Do you ever do analog? Oh yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Okay, but you know, we went from you know. Tin. This one, this one right here, sharp as a tech. I know, I yeah. know. I watched the show. Bastard, so. he's really good. Yeah, 10, 12 years of nothing but analog, and now it's like we've got these Yamaha digital boards, these DMs, and you know, dig in there, all the processing's inside, and you know, you'd be like, what? Now I got to learn. Well, and it's, it's funny, going. We're just talking about this, and 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 like interestingly enough, it was tied into, and this is no rip on any sort of brand that pushes this concept because it's really good core concept knowledge of like a line array. But just the concept of a true line array is infinitely large. That's never going to be ap Curvy applicable ever. You're never going to have an infinite PA. So yeah. all these things are very arbitrary. And, and, you know, it's great to learn and have the book knowledge, but it only goes so takes far. takes you so far. That's yeah. as simple as that. that. That is always, that goes back to the SAE expressions thing. You can, I can, you can read all the books you want and watch some videos on the YouTubes or wherever the f hell you get them from until you physically get in the do trenches. the work. You go from shed, shed, a shed right. to a venue to a stadium to a, whatever to the fairgrounds. The applications are constantly changing. Yeah. And you, to get the best results, need to understand the gear. The and gear in no and way what, it's, saying what that, its capabilities are. In no way in saying that, I'm saying, like, don't learn the concepts. Like, nothing like that. But it was really, like, at that concepts moment, help. it just was that dying moment. It's like, okay, and maybe you could do it with your ears if, if you wanted, you know? Or well, you learned it a little different or whatever. Well, or I, use I absolutely else. know that it can be done with your ears. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. I, I am completely in agree yeah, agreement I with that. Absolutely. 100% know that because we were doing it for decades that way. Yeah. Long and we that. put on some pretty fucking great shows. And no, not, no hubris involved in that. These are, these are, it's a little subjective, but no, it's true. You know, we did. You guys and your digital shit didn't come and save the day. No, it, it's, it's just you, you got to remember, Vinny. I told you this. It still scares me when I see the Artaz overlayer in in <laughs> the Lake processor. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, boy. Oh, fuck. Well, uh, to me, it's like uh, electric windows on a car. You know, it's just one more thing to fail. Right. <laughs> the more you put in the butt. But I know that, that, that there's a lot of... I'm still a guy where I believe a plug-in you actually plug in, right, you right. know. So, but I understand that uh, there's some there's some amazing technology out there. We're training constantly. Just on the other side of this curtain here, we've got an amazing monitor rig I'll setup where we do a lot of training on. Uh, pretty much almost every day, we've got some folks in here, uh, you know, figuring out the ins and outs. And the, they just did an update, for example, on the Avid product, the S6L, that is so dense. It's almost like they sent, it's like almost a whole new board, like all this shit that they can now do yet more. And it was already, so it was like an onion that had infinite layers. You know, you just keep peeling it back and oh, we can do that as well. We can, you know, virtual center, blah, blah, blah. Right. It was, it's, it's a thing. So I don't envy the kids coming up, you know, right. on that. At the same time, I, I would say it's their turn. Yeah. You know, our job is to hand it off and in a way that they're Get in the trenches, baby. That's right. And and I think, you know, when we were coming up, you know, when I, me and my brother came up, we were little punk rockers and, and we got kind of a little extra push by being like kind of cool weirdos in the game that just loved music and love sound and love the gear and were kind of tough. And, you know, and so we would kind of quickly graduated from punk rock shows and small club shows to working with the big boys, Eddie Money and, you know, the, the, the stars of the, the days back then, Greg Kinn, you know, Tina Turner, whoever, Smithereens. And they kind of liked us because we were a little bit freakish. You know, we were <laughs> like, you know, I had a Tweety Bird yellow mohawk and, you know, a little bit of a spaz and a little bit of a pistol. And so it pushed us forward, but that was the cool part of the rock and roll scene. Right, right now what the rock and roll scene needs because of the rider specific gear and the technology that drives it is we need 
the kind of it's it's I, for and I don't mean this as a pejorative, but it's it's uh, I think it's not far from wrong. It's it's kind of for the lack of a better word, it's kind of for the the nerd's turn to kind of be cool and get right. to play with the gear and get to be in the mix, and then hopefully we can mix with them and we can impart some rock and roll yeah, theory and how to do this stuff. But at the same time, you know, in a digital world, I I didn't grow up with a laptop in my right. my crib. I didn't have no. a cell phone from you know. This didn't exist. From the day you were born. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so it's their turn. And and I'm blessed with having some really, some young guys that are like Michael and, and, and We pre-test everything. He's not allowed to touch it if I don't he can't run I, Doom. I, they don't, yeah, they won't let me touch the stuff. They're like, get the fuck away, old man. And so, you know, then I beat on them and then I get to play with it and race and mess it all up. It's a lot of fun. The computers are a great help, but we've all been on shows where guys sitting there dialing, according to the computer he's not listening his ear is not he's in not the listening. game at all. he's not, he's not yeah. you know it's not a part of it and i've walked yeah. in the rooms this guy's been twiddling with this darn smart all day it sounds like you know what and i'm like you know shut down your computer and just listen you don't hear that 2.5 running around you know you don't hear that 400 yeah, that's it's one just thing rumbling. I, on shows i've noticed you don't hear people text calling frequencies right Oh, 2.5 is getting away, 1K is yeah. flying out. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't think that, I know you actually pretty good at calling frequencies. Yeah. I've seen you do it. But it's, I don't hear that much anymore. I, I you want to know lot. You want to know what's funny? We talk about school, and I know you shit on it, even though me and Mike I, both I'm trying school. to get over that. You <laughs> it's know? okay. It's I'm okay. trying to accept that but there is some good I'll, there. I'll point something out that I think is very valid to that, is that critical listening is not learned in, in the way that you would learn a technical skill because we all perceive sound in a very like unique and special way. Like certain songs I look at as like not genre specific, but like times of my life kind of. Sure. So I feel like it's very similar with that, you know? Yeah, you're not wrong. And, and I think you've seen me trying to transition out of the, the school bashing thing. I absolutely accept that they provide a certain foundational Oh, it's, uh, I'm just saying, it's that critical but. listening. Like, the one thing I think the biggest help I ever got was with uh, advice by Jack Douglas, where he's like, you know, you really want a critical listen, go for your morning cup of coffee. Maybe when COVID goes out of the window, you can try this. But it's like, just close your eyes after you get a cup of coffee and maybe sit in the middle of the room and chill out and just try to locate things yeah. and really just be able to close your eyes and focus. Because, like, that's half the battle. We're all based off of media gratification. Y'all right. want us to get things done faster instead of just stopping and taking a minute to analyze things. We talked about, like, going up on stage and listening to a drum set before you just start slapping some EQ and all this shit all over it. It's yeah, like you right. don't even know what it sounds like, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I feel like if you get the mix right in the drums, yeah, everything else is, is cake. Yeah, you know, right. it's it's. I've always had the well, issue sure, with too. the drums. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and so and and you really understand if you got a. I think that's where Greg is, excels. He really focuses on the drums, and and Brad to the degree having been with Rush for so many years. But that they would preach that to the end of time that that is the secret to a good mix is dialing the drums and working out from there. Yeah. And it's it's you know there's certain tenets of the game that we do that we work in right. that's always going to be the rules of it. Yeah, it just. Well, you could do it to anything, you know. Oh, I'm having a hard time with the guitar. It's like, maybe instead of doing the bunch of shit on your console, you walk up and put the baffle of shame over, over the. the no, marshals. not the baffle of shame. Maybe <laughs> change the tone of the the amplifier or something, you know. The, that's you know the minute you're coming off the stage, the guitarist is like waiting for you to turn your back yeah, and right. he's fucking turning it up. You know, this is what that happens every goddamn time. Uh, it's okay. I'm I am absolutely willing to break out the baffle of shame. I have no. <laughs> I will do that to you. Yeah. Um, you got you got a favorite memory working a corporate gig? Favorite memory? Uh, met Muhammad Ali, my oh, childhood. You cool. know that was cool. Took a picture with him. I got to find it. It's an analog picture because it's sure. twenty years ago. And then uh, about seven, ten years ago, just before he passed, a year or so out, uh, he he did. He was a special guest on a corporate show, and I was the the guy on that. And I, it, it broke my heart, seeing him staring yeah. at the table, yeah. going like this, you know, the Parkinson had yeah. set in, and I had tears. Terrible, I just, terrible tears disease. just start. Terrible disease. Uh, so the, the good time uh, is the first time. It was a Think Different show. Mm. 
and that was a campaign for Steve Jobs and Apple. Sure. They brought him out, and he was there with Gregory Hines, and I mic'd them. Uh, I think Matt Rodriguez, another A1 in Local 16, he ran Cal Palace for a decade. Oh, I'm aware. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm in the green room, Mike and Ali. I said, you know, I, I really want to get that poster of you going like this with somebody Famous on poster. the ground. <laughs> you know. Sonny Liston. Yeah, yeah, I want that. And he sees his, hey, his, hey. I'm like, what? And I, I was kind of embarrassed. He said it again, hey, like his, hey. I'm like, sorry, sir. Can you tell me one more time? He said, Rang Magazine. Ring and I'm magazine. like, Ring Magazine, okay, contact them. This is before digital, you know, so we didn't yeah. have posters.com. And, uh, yeah, hung out with them backstage for a little while and Gregory Hines, and, yeah, that's a good Another good, amazing lots, human being. Yeah, lots Triple of Triple Thread, could yeah. sing, could dance, could act. Oh, yeah. He was a badass. He died way too early. Way too young. Yeah. And whereas yeah. Uh, Muhammad, I think, at some point, you got to ask yourself, do you stay too long at the party? Yeah. You know, because he was such a beloved figure and he touched so many lives. So many people wanted to model themselves after his, right. I mean, the inner strength of that man. If you think about it, his career was such a shame that the, the, the establishment came down on him for his very Standing legal, for, illegal yeah. stance. That's a legal thing to be a conscientious right, objector uh, based on a religious, uh, you know, belief system. Right. And for him to be taken out of professional boxing in the three years of right. his prime, was yeah. frigging crime. I can only imagine the, the fights that and he got And at that time, to. for a black man to talk back to a white man was, you know. Uh, it, it didn't, well, it he, didn't go over he, well. He paid for it He was the first ways, one to really do it. Millions and millions of dollars he yeah. lost for that. He lost his, uh, his medals, yep. you know, and sent him to jail. And, you know, that's why he was the athlete of the century. Yes. He stood up for what was right, mm -hmm. changed the mindsets of Billions of people on the planet. So yeah, he's still my hero. Amazing that was a guy. that was a good, great memory. Yeah, that's a nice memory to have. With the actors, it, it's really cool because they're all ready to be mic'd. They have special pockets. The seamstress and wardrobe people are the top in the world. So you have a place to put the mic, place to put the antenna. You know, microphones are in wigs and you know, yeah. and eyeglasses and hats. So that's cool. It's it's part of our art, you know, to, Definitely. to get that sound. And if you check out rehearsals and you're like, dang, I good, did a good job. That sounds so good. Listen to that guy. So uh, that's, and they're usually 30-day runs, sure. sometimes six months. So, um, yeah, I worked on uh, one of my first ones was uh, West Side Story. Blew me away. I was more... <laughs> involved in watching the show than I was, yeah. Were you familiar with it? No. That's I wasn't. A, uh, yeah, yeah. great, great, great uh, There's story. so many yeah. things we don't know anything Sharks about the until they get there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that was legendary in my childhood. Dude. Yeah. And, Did you see what that is? The, yeah, totally. That is yeah. the way to do it. That's almost like saying <laughs> West Side Story. You don't even have to <laughs> say <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that. So yeah. that's a highlight. No, classic shit. Yeah. yeah. I did Cabaret. I did another month or two on that at... Uh, the Curran. It was at the Curran. Great and I got to work with all the OG carpenters with the best jokes from Local 16. You know, most of them are re retired right now. Sure. But that was cool, being a part of the brotherhood and being accepted and these guys telling all these cool jokes. And, and you know, uh, it's pretty cool. I remember one day, show was going. Gentleman comes up to me, come here. He says, check this out. And he opens up the drape just enough and there are the cabaret girls, like, all right there. He's like, what? I'm like oh, my God. That's that this, that you know, naughty. the brotherhood. Yeah, are, very that naughty. That is Donald Trump at the, you know, the behavior. <laughs> no, <laughs> the OGs. The OGs, they did stuff like I know, that. It I wouldn't know. fly today. Yeah, you know, you're talking yeah, yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's uh, it's uh, one of those attractive nuisances. It's almost, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to not do that. Boys but, will be boys. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We have some funny ones, uh, but they're a little too X-rated for, for this one. You know, cabaret shows are the best, but yeah. they get a little unruly, I feel like, from time to time. I <laughs> couldn't agree with you more. That's, uh, you know, yeah, it can be very fun, but, you know, it's maybe not something you bring the kids to, you know, or, or yeah, yeah, regardless. Um, uh, you know, you've been in the industry for, uh, gosh, over 25 years. Yes. And we're in a, this unique hour 
in our in our industry. Let me let me ask you with all your experience and you know I know you've been paying close attention to the recent goings on. Uh, what do you think the future holds for our business for our industry? Well, um, I'm an optimist. I am an optimist, and I was a little too optimist at the beginning, <laughs> too much of an optimist at the beginning, and I thought, like everyone else, August, we'll have a vaccine, or, you know, things will get back to normal, this thing will blow over. And I actually went on a post on, like, our own page, you know, and I said that, and everyone was like, take this seriously, Greg. And, you know, it was, I might have been two beers in that night or whatever, and I'm like, no, we have the best scientists in the world because we do work with the best scientists in the world on these conventions and I really had faith and I was just a little naive about it. Now it's scary, bro. It, it really is scary. Unprecedented times. I mean, what was it? They called it the Spanish flu, but that COVID back in what, 1918? Uh, it was called the Spanish flu. It was yeah. from Kansas, from a Kansas meat plaque. We just like to, as a country, to to make small Spanish other, army, yeah, we, it, it we were terrible that way. Like, yeah, it had yeah. nothing to do with it Spanish. Had another name, Spanish didn't it? Huh? Didn't it have another name? It was. Uh, it's largely known and is accepted as the Spanish flu. And right. That, that was a that was an, uh, a pandemic that took out 30 million people. Exactly. And so, but that was because, and even at the time, if you look back historically, again being a student of history, um, even then. Uh, they had much less of an understanding of the world of the infinitely small, which is right. things you can't Microbes, see. Microbes, yep. But but they did understand that there was a link, and pretty rapidly, as as much as people could with the, their understanding, the science at, at hand, and the, uh, the materials available to them, they started wearing masks. There were whole cities that were able to avoid it by instituting mask systems. But because... You know, um, the understanding of science, there's some religious objections, some people think it's fucking with their freedom, so on and so forth. We won't get into the depths here. This right. is something that can be very touchy because of the, the vast uh, opinions on the issue. You just, one of the Vince random facts of the day was this thing had another name. It must in, have been in another topic. Fact. Cliff Clavin, in any Yeah, fact. it was yeah. like, <laughs> I think it was a COVID, you know. I think it was. Well, most strains, so the flu is not a COVID strain, right. uh, but many H1N1, SARS, oh, these were... Oh, h one was h one No, that's a modern one. Uh, so h one these are all different um, types of it COVID, coronavirus-type viruses. Right. So that's a group of viruses. There's many different groups of viruses. Yeah. Flu strains tend to be freestanding strains. Okay. That's why there's many every year. It's kind of a guess what flu uh, uh, vaccine to put out because right. they're not really sure which which version of the flus coming to the shores right and i think we're probably seeing less of it this year less flu because we're doing uh distancing issues uh, sanitizing issues masking right. issues that are keeping us a little away from each other so it's keeping the prevalence of because they, they, there was a pretty large concern that we'd be dealing with a two-tiered um right. illness right. respiratory illness thing that could could lead to some real problems some uh, a considerably larger amount of deaths than the, the terribly tragic numbers we're already seeing so in some ways we've kind of uh, mitigated this year's flu pandemic but uh, or flu season uh, but in a weird way a flu is a mild when it comes to a country and it has its own season is in a, is a mild version of a, a minor pandemic in its own right it's pandemic is a, a thing opposed to the cause of a thing so what causes a pandemic can be many different things so we we had uh, Ebola almost blew into a pandemic. You know what this right? really shows you? What? That you should really be doing a COVID compliance officer job because these knowledge facts, man, let me tell you. Dude, dude, I Ooh. just, I got, I got no patience for uh, those type of systems. You know, we're going to leave that to AJ Fordella, our dear, dear friend. I think John, uh, John Fuki Fukushima, you know, one of a brother from another mother. I think he just got a certification. Yeah, I Let got those certified. Guys, yeah, it's did just you too? Fairly easy. I yeah, it's a, it's a pretty straightforward thing. Yeah, yeah, thing. So it's and half a day, and um, you know, you you just stick to the protocols and make sure that's everyone right. that's right in your jurisdiction at that time, if they make you the officer, sticks to the protocol. And I don't care. They say. They don't care if it's the CEO of a multi-billion-dollar company. You make sure they follow the protocol. You know, of course, you got to go through the chain of command, but that's your job. Well, Keep everyone safe. Yeah, no, and and it's a very there's a heavy responsibility in that, and it doesn't mean at the end of the day or the end of a given event that you got your compliance officer that's doing his job exactly right that there won't be some transmission of a thing. This is again, you know, 
preventative. Uh, it's exactly it's a reduction. It's a reduction. Right. It's a basically it's known as uh, harm reduction. And right. so you can reduce things. And we've been able through careful uh, planning and kind of keeping distance and being mindful of these things have yet to have to deal with this. And hopefully that will be you know knock on wood that will proceed to the end of this without ever uh, personally encountering the. the uh, Right. The condition, and that, that's but, what it's all about. Too. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be that hard to, it, right. you know, it, it's literally just you, you know, you just don't know. Right. And so at this point, you know, it's just err on the side of caution. Uh, I didn't take it as seriously, not from a science point of view. I always understood the science, always understood, but I was doing a mathematical equation based mm -hmm. on percentages and the amount of people in America. Okay. And these numbers are starting to shift to a place where there's a tipping point, which says to be more cautious, more careful, right. even in the light of the vaccines that are coming and the two vaccines and so on, and that are even out now are, are starting to, to be uh, you know, uh, dispersed. It's, this is going to be, particularly for people like in our age group, you'll be one of the last people that it will be available for because you're considered healthy and the, the condition will affect you to a lesser degree if you were to get it. So you'll be maybe June before. I'll you, be fine. Uh, I've slept in worse. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you, you ever been in the bathroom at an Ozfest? I don't, I, don't, I don't talk about then it. Then you're going to be fine. That's all I'm going to say. Everything in that bathroom was worse than anything. I've eaten some lot cheeseburgers in the day. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Listen, my friend. Hey. It was great to see you again. Good to see you, You too, look always. great. You're, you, you got bright eyes, you know. <laughs> you got a wonderful smile. You I've look great, you. too, as always. Oh, I'm sexy as fuck. Yeah, I can't <laughs> help it. Are. It just happened, you know. <laughs> Uh, but literally, thank you so much for coming and sharing your experiences with the union. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big uh, uh, fan You're of uh, organized of labor. The union. You I guys always have been. Oh man, we 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 are one of the companies. When it, we go to a union house, we work hand in hand with the people exactly. at the union. We call out for the boat. We thank you for coming and speaking to us. My about pleasure. Our, thank our you show. for all you and George have done for me. I mean, you pretty much part of the foundation of my career too so oh, i'd have nothing but love for you brother i appreciate that and yeah. i'll tell you the reason where you're where you're at is because of good work ethic good characters you there's parts of your personality that just shine through you always make a place better when we work together and i love you man and, love and, you too, and brother. it was our pleasure you know and we'll, we'll see you at a, she's a show sometime soon yes Thanks let's for coming do it out, brother. all right right on my pleasure listen kyle thomas let's do a little business in the house now we got this thing we did here I want to say, what is it, 23 days, 24 days from today, we're going to be having the Big Love Benefit concert that we, we uh, filmed and uh, created right here in this very spot. I'm very excited for it, man. Yeah, I, I, I really want it to do good. I see they're ramping up the advertising now, and they're starting to put out little teasers and things. Uh, it could be a really good thing. It's a Big Love Benefit concert. It's, uh, it, it consists of... Um, Rick Allen and Lauren Monroe Allen from uh, Def Leppard and her her band. I guess it's the Big Love Band. Big and Love Band. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was looking at some of the the stuff we had created today. It's got uh, the Poison guy. Help me. Who's the singer for Poison? Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels Thank you, yeah. Mikey. And uh, Brett Michaels and you know Billy Idol and Billy Winona Idol. Judd and Cactus, her husband, and all these great. See, people. I haven't been watching. I see everybody else been editing it. I've been busy doing this in slow. I have well, no you, idea. You know, you're you're <laughs> taking care of this other business for us, and and Mikey and and uh, Gregory Price have been editing it with some help with the publicity people and getting it all pushed. I just together, do monitors. So I don't know. Good. I don't know. So, <laughs> but you know, January twenty third. Uh, Nugs TV. We're gonna have the Big Love Benefit concert. It's a good time. There's some great music. There's some uh, thoughtful presentations. Uh, we all had a part of it. I'm the voice of God in it. We put our hearts into it. We spent many, many weeks and a lot of uh, production on it. We'd love for you guys to turn out and check it out. If you guys, uh, we have a, a couple other uh, uh, Facebook groups that we'd like to mention. The Big Love Army, which is uh, Rick Allen and Lauren Moreau Allen's uh, page. It's a sweet page. It's a place where you go if you want to need a daily affirmation and kind of loving kind of sentiments. They're very kind and it's, they're good people over there. Go check it out. And of course, uh, uh, a, page, a Facebook group with a little bit more of a, sen a sensitive and um, timely uh, subject matter that they deal with is Loving Hands for Stage Hands. That's my brother's group with John uh, Del Rio and a couple of the other brothers, Bob Powers, a legendary rig rigger, uh, one of the best guys in the game, uh, made this group because they saw a need where uh, some of our people were struggling with some serious thoughts and maybe some bad thoughts and needed to 
have people there to kind of speak to you, look for some resources on how to get into a better place mentally. So go check those places out. If there's anything they can offer for you, of course, Project Resiliency and Sweet Relief. They're good. They're good, good people on Raven Drum. Go check them out. They, they're good to help out. I want to send my love to our diehard uh, loyal friends. I want to wish them a happy new year to, to Charlie Zerickey, Noah the Beard Tanner, uh, Pat O'Doul, just some solid true brothers. Uh, um, uh, Rizzo Pacific Staging out there, and uh, I believe they're in Maui. Good guys, Frank Rizzo. Um, uh, William Snoopy Farquay, our dear, dear Snoopy. Snoopy. Um, you know, there's, there's mm -hmm. some of you guys, we really do do this for you. We do it to play with the gear and hang out with our friends and have some fun. But also because we're reaching out to you, we miss you guys. We hope that you're doing well. We want you to go into the new year with a good head. And uh, know that uh, we're thinking about you. Um, we've got some amazing guests coming up. I, 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 I'd start blowing off names, but just trust me, you know I book well. I've got some serious heavy hitters coming up in the, the, the new year. We're booked up every Thursday, 7 p.m., right here on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch. We will be here. We hope to see you here again soon. Have a great, happy, safe new year. Thanks for coming out. Good night.